0: A very good morning and a very warm welcome to Beckles Baptist Church and to this our 11.15 service. It's great to welcome you here in the building and all of those tuning in online. It's great to have you with us today. My name is Tom Fenning. I have the privilege of serving as the pastor of this church. I'm going to be leading our service a little bit later. I'll invite Peter Skerritt to come and to preach to us. Uh, We're meeting together on our harvest thanksgiving as we pause to give thanks for all the good things that God has given to us. And before we go any further, just a few pieces of housekeeping for those who are here in the building. Please do note that there is a one-way system to observe. So if at any point you need to nip out, please do make sure you go out of the main entrance. Even if you need to use the ladies and gents, do please observe that one-way system. And we... I'm more than happy for children to be in, and um, if they need to make a bit of noise, they can do that. Um, But if they need to let off some steam, we have our creche available in the church hall to the rear of the premises. You're welcome to make use of that if you'd like to, but you do need to take your own toys um, and do please, again, observe the one-way system on your way out. Well, as we do each week, we're just gonna say hello and welcome everybody by name. Um, We recognize that we're not able to mingle and talk as much as we would like to uh, with the restrictions that are placed upon us, but we do want to just say hello and welcome everyone. So do look friendly um, as I welcome you and smile, please. We'll start up in the top, there's plenty of people up top. Esther, great to have you. Back row in the building. Then Paul and Jane, welcome. And then family members of mine, Anne and Ray. John and Christine, lovely to have you visiting today. Um, Down bottom corner, Barry and Linda, welcome. Lovely to have you here again. Gerald, great to have you here. Jackie, welcome. And Sandra, Brian and Marilyn, who've welcomed us as we've come in. And Ruth, and Peter, Deirdre, and Morris, welcome. On the desk, we've got Nick and Matthew, and Matthew, thank you for keeping the tech things running. Then Doug's played as we've come on in, great to have you here Doug, Beth, and then Luke and Toby and Daniel and Emily, hello, and then Eric and Stella and Josh, great to have you here, and last but not least, Tom and Hayden and Rebecca and Justin too, welcome, it's great to have you here, and if you're tuning in online, welcome, it's lovely to have you here, Um, may may we all know God's blessing as we meet and worship him today. Today is our Harvest Thanksgiving service, and we're thrilled to be able to take time today to stop and to remember how good God is to us. Let me read a verse from James chapter 1 that particularly underlines that fact. This is what it says. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The wonder is that God gives us so many good gifts. We could never count them if we tried, and yet it is right that we pause and we praise him and thank him for all that he has given to us. And our service is particularly designed to do just that. Before we go any further, let me lead us in a prayer. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so very much for your amazing goodness to us We thank you that every good and perfect gift is from you, the Father of the heavenly lights. We thank you that you do not change in your giving good things to us. May today's service help us express our gratitude to you for all your goodness. And might you encourage our hearts, especially as you point us to your Son, the Lord Jesus. Please would you forgive us our sins this day. Please would you encourage us as we meet and as we hear you speak to us through your word, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Peter Skerritt, our assistant pastor, who's going to read God's word and then preach to us.
1: Good morning. Lovely to have you with us up there and down here and online as well. Uh, I'm going to pray. Uh, It's a blessing that God speaks to us. Uh, What we need is help to understand and listen. Let's ask him for help. Let's pray. Father, we want to just thank you now for this time to stop. Thank you for days built into the year that remind us of your gifts to us. We pray uh, that you fill our hearts with joy. Uh, whatever the weather has done to us this week uh, and how it's made us feel, we pray that you would lift our spirits as you lift our eyes uh, to you. Amen. Amen. So as I said, and Tom just said, today is Harvest Thanksgiving, and it's a time where if you get your uh, CD player or iPod or whatever, and just press pause and we say thanks we give thanks for the things that God has given to us and as you look at the gifts that God has given us you're thinking well where do we start there, there are so many things that I could list off to thank God but we're going to start today uh, before we have our reading from the very beginning and if you've watched the sound of music you'll know that's a very good place to start we're going to get to the book of Genesis and where God makes the world Genesis chapter one through two Now, I wonder if you can remember, as you look at Genesis chapter 1 in your heads, what did God give us? There was a whole load of gifts, six incredible days of six incredible gifts. God gives the sun, the moon, the stars, the the, the fish in the sea, birds in the air, the fruit on the trees, the the vegetables that you have to dig up from the ground, the meat that you get to put on a plate and eat, all sorts of gifts, six incredible days of gifts. But we are going to focus on one particular gift, which is the seventh day. Six incredible days at the beginning, but there's one more gift. This gift from God, a day of rest. So we're going to turn, if you've got a copy of God's Word, do turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. It will be on the screen as well, so don't worry if you haven't got it there. Genesis chapter 2, just verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God works. He's been at work for six whole days in verse one. And then he stops. And he rests. And children, especially but adults, maybe. I wonder if you've ever read that and kind of scratched your head and thought, what? is like God's kind of kicking back, puts his feet up, sits back on the sofa because he's shattered from six days of work. Is that, is that what's happening? No. God is God. God doesn't get tired. It's not that he's kicking back and relaxing. He's stepping back. And he thinks, wow, this is what I have made. This is the gift I have given and he admires it, but he's not finished, because there's one more gift to give, the seventh day, and we're told that he blesses this seventh day, this time set apart, he makes it holy, he makes it special and different, it's like God sees, okay, I've given all these six days of gifts, but now one more, I'm gonna get this day, I'm gonna wrap it up in wrapping paper, gift paper, I don't know about you, my skills are a okay, wrapping, but God is pretty good at wrapping up presents. Got the gift wrap, and here is this present from God, a gift that helps us enjoy all his other gifts. God gives us a day of rest to enjoy every other gift. And just up front, I want to say right now, we see that this is a day, this seventh day, this day of rest, is not meant to be a restriction or a burden or a life-limiting law that stops you doing things. It's a present from God for us. How is it a present? How does it help us? Two things we're going to see today. Well, let's see what is involved in this present, okay? First thing, this day gives us time. Okay, there's actions when I say this, so you prepared. This gift give, gives us time to enjoy God and his gifts. Can you do that with me? This day gives us time to enjoy God and his gifts. Excellent, very good actions. I wonder if you have ever been given a present which is still on your shelf or still in your garage, still wrapped up because you've not had time to use it or enjoy it. Maybe it's a board game, uh, new tools, uh, a new bike that you really thought you would use but you haven't used yet because you've not found the time. What a shame to have a gift that you've not got time to use. And so God, having given us six days of incredible gifts, gives us this gift, time, time. Time to enjoy all his gifts. Time to enjoy God and his gifts. And instantly, again, we see this is not a day of restriction where you're not allowed to do anything. It's a day of rest where you get to do loads of things. You get to stop what you've been doing for six days and enjoy what he's given you. So let's see. What have we got in here that we could enjoy on this day that God has given us? Okay. I wonder if there's anyone in this room who likes a game of football. I think there are some boys there in the corner who like a game of football. God has given us sport. God has given us a oh, mobile phone. I could, I, who could I ring? Who would you ring today to speak to who you might not be able to see? Who would you enjoy spending time with? Uh, what else have we got? We've got a Bible. <laughs> Who else to speak to? God speaks to us here. We get to spend time. It doesn't have to be something forced. It's something you get to enjoy. God speaks to me. Uh, and also, I can speak to him. I've got a prayer diary here from church. I've got time. I don't have to do what I've done for the last six days. I can stop and talk to him. What else have we got? Oh, a game of Yacht. See, some board games. Uh, Frozen 2. My daughter was very perturbed when she saw I'd stolen this. I promised I will return it after lunch. And... I imagine some of you are going to use some of these today. Knife and fork. Yummy food. God's given us yummy food and company to share it with. I mean, I could go on and on, but I don't have Mary Poppins' bag here. We have lots of gifts from God, and we have been given time to enjoy them. So that's the first thing this gift gives us. I just want to say, it's worth saying some people aren't able to stop and take a whole day. Uh, Some people can't take a Sunday. Some people could only grab a... A bit of time here and there. But the point is that God has given us this principle that taking time off, stopping what you've done for the rest of the week is something we should pursue and plan for and prioritize. And we actually need to protect it because you'll find that everything comes in on it, especially if you're listening online. Probably right now, you've got several text messages coming in or some work to do. There's a job that needs doing in the house and wash up. And you're thinking, I've got to do that. Well, this is time for you to enjoy with God and God's gifts. And just a brief note, this day of rest at the end of the week, it's intended in the Bible to remind us that there's a a future of rest at the end of the world. And that's Hebrews chapter 4, but that's that's a whole other talk that I could give today. The first thing then is God's gift of a day of rest is time to enjoy God and his gifts. Secondly, though, it is, let's see what we've got in here. A reminder to trust God and his gifts. Okay, can you do that with me? It is a reminder to trust God and his gifts. Ben, what are you doing? Uh, what's wrong? Hello, this is Ben, by the way, if you've not met him. Ben, Ben, what's wrong?
0: Oh, I'm a bit worried.
1: You, you look it. Um, do, you want, do you want to talk about it?
0: Oh, it feels a bit silly, really.
1: It's about Lucy. Oh, dear. If she's been with us for the past few weeks, you'll know that Lucy has not had a great track record so far. I mean, what did she do last time? She, she spilt the milk. She, she forgot to buy biscuits. Is that right? Has she done that again? No, she's not done that. Well, she's not done anything wrong this time. Well, what's the problem then? It's just, I'm not sure she can cope. What we've been... Buying the right biscuits. (laughs) Really, Ben? Buying the right biscuits? So, What could go wrong? Well, she could go to the wrong shop. She could buy the wrong biscuits. She could forget to buy the biscuits. Or worse, (laughs) she could buy Jaffa cakes, which we all know aren't biscuits. Oh, Oh, Ben, Ben, I understand your problem there. But do you think you could do the job any better? Definitely. Okay, Um, so why is Lucy doing this job? Because she offered to, and I stupidly said okay. Don't worry, Ben. I I know you like to be in control, but I think on this one, Lucy's probably got it in hand. I think you can trust her, okay? You think? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope she doesn't buy rich teas. Yuck.
0: (laughs) Better go now. Bye.
1: Bye, Ben. Bye. Poor Ben. Maybe you sympathize with him. Maybe you don't. But the point is Ben is struggling to trust Lucy because Lucy's not got a great track record of looking after things for him. The fact is actually many of us struggle to trust God despite his amazing track record. And so we need this reminder to trust God and his gifts that this time gives us. Now how does this gift, this time, this day off, help us remember to trust him? For this I need to put on my work cap. Okay, because most of us spend five or six days in the week in some form of workplace, whether it's at home or the office or at school, you've got your tools, you've got your cleaning things, you've got your pencils and your workbooks, and you're used to, we are used to doing things, making things, achieving things, fixing things, creating things, sorting things, controlling things. That's what we do, or at least we think we control things. And so when God says, actually, for this day, you just need to take off that work cap, put it down, and trust me, it's really hard, because we're so used to thinking we control things. And when I can't stop, when I can't put down uh, my laptop or my workbook, I'm saying, God, thanks, but no thanks, because <laughs> I really don't think you've got this. But when I decide, actually, no, I'm going I'm to stop, I'm going to put that aside for today. I'm saying, yeah, God. You can sort this. You've got this in control. And every week we're faced with a decision. Will I trust him? And a reminder to trust him. Because it's nothing new. You know, right from the very beginning, we have always struggled to trust God. Did you know that? you're not unique, from the very beginning, boys, girls, adults, humans have struggled to trust God. That's the very root of sin. Right at the beginning. Why do we say sin? Shove off God. I'm in charge, no to your rule, because we don't trust God. (laughs) I'd rather you didn't rule, thanks very much, because I trust myself and not you. And whilst we've struggled to trust God for most of our lives, God has shown us the whole way through we can trust him, with gift upon gift, proof upon proof that we can trust God the giver. One example is what we're about to do in a moment. Together in the building, we're about to share the Lord's Supper. And think about that first supper. Jesus picks up some bread on the table and some wine. And he says, this, friends, is my body and my blood. And it is given for you, poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And you think, ah, I can trust him. If he would give me his life, give me eternal life, then I can trust him with everything else in life, surely? Maybe you're, uh, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian and, and you're here. And it's so wonderful that you've been able to join us. Um, but as we share this Lord's Supper, this reminder that God gives and we can trust him. Ask yourself two questions. Firstly, is this a God I could trust with my whole life? And the answer is yes. If he would give up his body and his blood, pour it out for you for the forgiveness of sins, then yeah, you can trust him to give you everything. Second question am I really in control? Am I really in control of my life? One redundancy, one illness, one accident, and everything changes, and we realize well, we weren't in control in the first place. And so the call, actually, just as you watch this meal, is to say, stop trusting yourself. Start entrusting yourself to Jesus. Because this meal, among many things, even this day, is a reminder to trust God, the giver. That's our first proof you can trust him. Second one, I need all your help with this one, even at home. Take a deep breath on three. On three, take a deep breath. One, two, three. Now you can let go and then you can breathe again. That's fine. Well done. That's your proof. That breath that you just took, the Bible says God gave you life, and breath, and everything. There's your proof. Could you take another breath? God gave you that. You can trust him with everything. You stop today, you stop tomorrow, and you wake up tomorrow morning. (laughs) You can trust him to keep you and provide for you as long as he intends. So this day where we stop is a wonderful gift. It's a reminder to trust God and his gifts. Now to close, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 asks an amazing question. What do you have that you didn't receive? What do you have you didn't receive? And the Bible's answer is nothing, because you look to God for everything, which is why I'm really grateful for this day, this time, which is for us time to enjoy God and his gifts and a necessary reminder to trust God and his gifts. I'm going to pray that we do that in our time together. Father, we uh, want to say sorry for the times that we have acted like we're God, acted like we're in control and thought that we've really got things sorted. We thank you for this reminder, even just today, to stop down the tools and ask you and depend on you. We pray that today we'd enjoy uh, our time with you, uh, praying, playing in your world. Uh, but also, Father, that we might trust you for our daily provision each day and into the future. Uh, we pray that you choose this meal that we're about to share uh, for that purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Indeed. Uh, we're going to sing a song now. Uh, well, we're not going to sing, we're going to listen. Uh, I
0: shall sing for best and
1: is righteousness with power
0: upon my
1: heart. My heart is filled
0: Part of the service that you online are joining us for is now going to draw to a close. There are a few notices that I need to give for everybody's information. And uh, once we conclude our notices, we'll then um, bid farewell to those people who are tuning in online. But thank you for joining us. Some things, information for us to be aware of. Um, Just to say that today's been our Harvest Thanksgiving service, and um, we've had opportunity to give gifts to the Food Bank um, and towards Caring for Life, one of our global mission partners. Um, if you've not been able to make a donation, you'd like to, um, you can do that um, by direct bank transfer or you could drop an envelope into the church building later in the week. Um, if you need query as to how to help to do that, then you can just get in touch with, the, with us through the online form on our website. Um, so those are Harvest Thanksgiving offerings. If you've not managed to pop your envelope in the box, if you're in the building, it will be by the door for you on your way out. A couple of resources that would help us respond to what we have been thinking about and hearing today, we've put together an activity sheet, uh, which has been handed out to people in the building. It's also available on our website and has been emailed out to people too. In addition to that, there's also a playlist of songs to go along with all that we've been thinking about, which is available on our YouTube channel. encourage you to listen along and sing along to those songs later then some events. One event for the week, which is to mention that our home groups, our small group Bible studies, meet on Thursday evening and Friday during the day. Um, If you're not part of a home group, one of our small group Bible studies, and you'd like to be, do talk to me afterwards or drop me an email. We'd love to arrange you to be a part of those groups as they meet. They meet each week online on Zoom, and your home group leaders should be in touch with you with details about them. Those home groups, Thursday evening and Friday. Um, And then Looking on to next Sunday. Next Sunday we're able to meet again here in the building. There are changes both for the morning and for the evening that I need to mention to you. Our morning services meet again at 9.15 and 11.15 here in the building with the 11.15 service being streamed live on our YouTube channel. The new thing that's happening next week is that we have children's groups able to run. We're thrilled to all the hard work that Beth, our children's worker, has been putting in to make that possible. Um, So both at 9.15 and 11.15 there are both Sunday school and creche happening. If you'd like to find out what that looks like and what that involves, there's a video online with Beth and most importantly with Ben explaining what that will look like. Um, Parents, children would encourage you to check that out if you're going to come next week so that you know what to expect. One video for creche, one video for Sunday school. Do check them out. So that's the morning services, the new thing being our children's work. Then the evening service, which until now has just been going online. The new thing this coming... Sunday or next Sunday is that we will be streaming that live from the building and there's also an opportunity for people to come and join us as a congregation in the building. Um, this week I'm going to be emailing out all those who regularly attend either online or in the building. Um, inviting you just to indicate if you're planning to come to any services which ones you're wanting to come to and which time. Please do complete that form and send it to me. It will be for the duration of October Um, That just helps us plan for the right number of people and the right capacity to make sure that we can fit everybody in the building who would like to come. The final notice to mention is that we're about to share communion here in the building for those who are able to be here. Uh, The Lord's Supper, the meal, we remember Jesus' death in our place. If you're tuning in online, we are not going to encourage you to join us for this part of the service, but instead what we would love to do is if you're not able to join us physically, we would love to come to your homes and share communion with you. There's a team of people set to do that. If you'd like someone to come and visit you and share the bread and the cup, please just send me an email or get in touch with us via online contact form on our website, and we'll do our best to get to you this week or next Um, and it would be great to be able to come and remember Jesus' death in our place with you in your home. We think that's much more um, appropriate, much more fitting that we can share that together. Please do make contact if you'd like to make use of that. Well, before we say farewell to those of you tuning in online, let me just lead us in one more prayer. Father, we want to thank you that as a church family, while some of us are able to meet in the building and others of us are able to tune in online, that we're able to do this at the same time We pray you'd continue to unite us together as a church family and you'd encourage us to pause this week to give thanks for all the good gifts you give. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. Amen. Goodbye to you, tuning in online.